insist of having drummers come up. But they make these signs. Welcome to another episode of Lonely Town, a Killers podcast. I'm Jimmy here with Derek, and our special guest today is Alec Anderson, who has become famous in the Killers sphere for drumming with the Killers on For Reasons Unknown at their concert in Salt Lake at the end of August. We're excited to have you today, Alec. Thanks for joining us. Yes, so, so excited to do this. Appreciate the opportunity. I've seen you were interviewed by a couple of TV stations, and I've seen a, an article in the Lehigh newspaper. Oh, yes. I've, I've learned some background information that I think is important to, for everyone listening to know, because I guess one of the main things is that when you were invited on stage, Brandon asked how old you were, and you said you're 18, and it turns out uh, you were you were 17. I also read that you were going to be turning 18 in a few weeks, so I wanted to ask. Yes. <laughs> yes, I turned 18 yesterday, actually. Oh, um, awesome. Happy birthday. I don't know. I kind of I kind of just like froze up a little bit <laughs> to I... where it's like oh my gosh Brandon Flowers is talking to me what do I say and then I I said 17 and then he didn't hear me and then he asked again I was like okay I'm just gonna tell him I'm 18 <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I was like I'm just gonna round up just just had a little fun with it but I, w- I was just kind of like so frozen and shook up in the moment that I just kind of spit out 18 for no reason <laughs> understandable yeah so when we heard it we were we were up in the uh like the nosebleed section and we, uh, me and Jimmy both thought it was Nephi, Utah. So we were really stoked. We thought, oh, good yeah. for Nephi. And then I thought, well, it's probably a plant. It's probably like a, a nephew or somebody they knows or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we saw you getting up there on the big screen. I'm like, I don't, I don't recognize that kid. And by that time, we'd heard Lehigh. So, um, yes, you know, pretty, pretty good name for a town. Not quite as good as Nephi, but uh, we were happy to see I know. No, ne- Nephi is definitely cooler. I have I've had people argue that my uh, my wife's from American Fork right there on the border of Lehigh. So oh yeah, yeah. I have this debate, so I'm going to play this for her. So thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I wanted to start uh, just finding out a little bit more first about how you started drumming. How long have you been drumming? Yeah, I've been drum playing drums since summer of 2018. So about four years. Uh, so I was 14 years old when I got my no 13 years old actually when I got my first set. Uh, just got like a cheap set from a guy who was just selling it out of his storage unit. And since then, I've kind of turned it from like a just kind of a beater set to, you know, every Christmas upgrading things and, you know, growing my talent as well. I started I was self-taught at first, but after like six months of playing, I picked up lessons. Um, so I've been doing lessons since then and then just been having a blast with it. 
but you did a great job. So I can tell you've been doing it for a while. <laughs> Definitely show. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you find out about the killers inviting people on stage? Uh, well, I don't know if you've seen the video, but the kid, Tony, that went up on stage oh. in one of their big like festival shows, that was, it was a video viewed enough that I had gotten it recommended to me on YouTube after just kind of searching some killers videos to see it, it was kind of in the time I was getting into the killers and videos like that just started popping up. And so I go, I like YouTube to like, you know, people playing on stage with the killers. Turns out there's this whole, whole thing that, you know, for, for reasons unknown, people hold up signs and they come up and play. And so I find this out like two years before the show and it just gets me really excited to where it's like, okay, if these guys come, it probably won't happen, but I'd love to practice this song enough to where I could totally go up there and play with basically my music idols. And so that's kind of been like a weekly practice goal was to throw that song on and play along to it just a few times a week. Um, and then also watching the live videos as well. People are like, people, people were thinking it was staged because like I knew the stops. I knew where Brandon would stop to, you know, get crowd participation and things but it's like no i've just watched all the youtube videos that could possibly exist of people doing this so that i can learn and not butcher it and have just a great time well you did great and i think in the last couple of days they've they've been playing in florida and i think i saw they there were two fans who got on stage and both bombed trying to play oh it, really and they ended up kicking oh no he played it so Definitely, oh, man. you fit right in up there and it showed that you put in the time to learn it and, and know all the breaks and everything. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to, if a band's going to be nice enough to let you come up, I would think it would be best to not scare them half to death and butcher <laughs> their song. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you could hold up a sign the whole show for asking to drum for a song you didn't know how to drum to and then get up there and yeah. be surprised when you didn't know it didn't just come to you out of. Oh yeah, for sure. Happened. That's crazy. Yeah, so, and I, I think there's always that. Uh, I think there was always that hesitancy. You could kind of, you kind of, not sense it on, on stage, but they always have like Ronnie standing right next to you to start, just to make sure you're actually going to play in time and play it correctly. But I think once he gets to the point where he's like, okay, this person knows what they're doing, that's when he'll go do like backup vocals or something. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so it was nice that he wasn't there trying to click my time the whole time. Meaning, I guess I was able to at least stay on time. But yeah, it was it was it was awesome. You talked about being nervous when Brandon talked to you, and uh, with age and everything. How nervous are you when you sit down? You're at Ronnie's drums. You grab the sticks. You look out. You see the crowd. Or at that point, is just autopilot, and you just you just go into a different zone. That was like the zone out was, you know, I was, I was kind of shaking, walking up, you know, saying hi to Brandon and Ronnie. But once I kind of got on the set and just played that first, you know, little, no, I, I did that little thing at the beginning just so I could get used to the feel of the kit um, and just to like calm some nerves down. So I did like just a little fill at the beginning just to kind of um, get the feel for it and once that started, I kind of was in the zone to where those nerves calmed down quite a bit. That's always that's always been something that, you know, in my days playing music for school and things, stages are actually when I tend to do better. 
Um, individually, like if people are watching, I tend to butcher it a little bit sometimes compared to how I maybe could play it by myself. But it's bigger stages that I think I get just hyper-focused enough to play it right. And so I don't know. It felt like super crazy nerves getting up there. Once I was on the set and played the song, the nerves were gone. And then the second the song was done, the nerves were back again. <laughs> but it's kind of a little zone zone out type thing. But it it, it, it came in a benefit to me, I guess, because then, I, then it wasn't as uh, scary. And what was nice, too, is it almost just felt like I was in a room just playing with the killers because this audience was kind of blacked out. So there weren't a ton of stage lights. So I could see like a glimpse of the first few rows. But then it's basically like looking out to a like a dark abyss and, you know, you're just looking over and you're just playing with playing with the killers, just jamming. So. That that kind of I kind of told myself that as like a little calm myself down like oh no you're just you're just jamming with them there's no there's no one watching you. So before we get into how you got chosen and pulled up and everything, could you also talk a little bit about how you got into the Killers? How long have you been a fan? Yeah, so I'm a senior now. I got into them in like tenth grade. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of funny that they became ended up becoming my favorite band because. Back in the back in the day when I was a kid, I I used to pull weeds every weekend in the backyard with my dad, and he would always he had like a playlist that had like three killer songs, and it always just reminded me of how miserable it was to pick weeds. So I always <laughs> told my friends, one of my least favorite bands as a kid was the Killers because it always just reminded me of hot summer days picking weeds, but. <laughs> What, once I got out of that phase and was in high school, I was like, you know what? I got to give these guys a shot um, because I had started. They had just released um, Imploding the Mirage, and my dad was playing some songs coming home from skiing. And I was like, this is actually awesome. You know, this doesn't remind me of pulling weeds. And this, you know, it's great. I ended up started listening to that, and it was Imploding the Mirage that kind of took me off into, like, exploration of the killers and you know a month later i've got a you know 70 plus song playlist just fell in love with the band um and then what kind of got me even more into it was i don't know if you ever saw like the foyer podcast you did uh -huh. with the professor of religion or something yeah. um but that that was so awesome to me to kind of see you know you have all these rock stars that you know just shoot heroin and die and they're not great role models but you, then you get brandon flowers and you, you hear him talk for 30 minutes about faith and you know family and that's when i was like okay this is a solid dude i love his music and that just kind of i just fell in love with the band and have been ever since so you talked a little bit about preparing for the concert the drumming and and watching videos and things like that you also had to go prepared with signs how did you choose what to put on your sign because i think that's a big thing that determines whether brandon picks somebody or not is is whether the heart yeah. his heart strings are pulled yep. like oh yeah yeah well in some of the videos i watched when like three people would put them up he always made the comment you know i'm gonna find who put the most effort into their signs well my dad one of his coworkers used to work security at vivint so he got some insider information onto what kind of signs would actually be allowed as far as like sizing goes and things 
And from what he was told, I don't know if it would have actually been true, but we were told 11 by 17 posters. So I had to, I had to make two posters to fit my phrase into it, you know, with my big lettering. But basically I said on one poster, it said B flow. So Brandon flowers, can I, and then on the next sign said, can I drum with my heroes? Uh, and so I was like, okay, maybe he'll be like, oh, this kid, you know, he wants to, no, that's cute. He wants to drum with his, 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 his heroes, you know, <laughs> something that's like, you know, it's kind of cheesy, but would like maybe get him to pick me over another guy that just says, can I drum question mark? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, it took me like 10 minutes after school to make the sign because by the day of the kill by the day of the killers i was super unconfident that any of this would have worked so i was like oh well everyone's telling me i have to do it the group i went with they were all encouraging it but i was in reality kind of just like eh. i i don't i don't want to change up his set list i don't want him to feel like he's got to give you know charity to a kid so i didn't <laughs> put a ton of effort into it I mean, my mom bought like light sticker lights to put around the sign and stuff and i just thought that was you know i wasn't gonna bring that much attention to it uh, i wasn't even the one actually that held up the signs because i was too scared to bring the attention to myself so i gave the two signs to a couple people with me in the pit and i kind of had studied their set lists and maybe when would be a good time to hold them up. They all thought we should just hold them up after every song, but I was like, man's clearly got an agenda. He's, he was speedy too. He didn't take much breaks in between songs. And so it was once they were like 18 ish songs in maybe that I was like, okay, this is usually in the employing Mirage tour studying it. This is when they've usually played for reasons unknown or had somebody come up so that's when i was like okay whatever hold up the signs i guess and it, it was kind of funny because i thought i didn't think it would get the attention it did but all of a sudden i start like around me in the pit people start cheering and yelling and i look on stage you know think you know maybe brandon's doing something but it, it was for the sign and then all of a sudden these people start holding flashlights up to it too and i was like oh my gosh i guess i guess they want something cool to happen and then that got brandon's attention and then it went from there and once i once i saw him lean over to ronnie i was like oh my gosh this actually might this actually might work <laughs> he's like talking to ronnie and so yeah it was kind of the whole background of the signs so you didn't I know the people that... who would put their flashlights up to it or their phone lights no wow. no it was just I mean, I had one friend that put a flashlight up to it and then everyone else kind of followed suit, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, that so. was cool. I, uh, We were sitting up way, really high, like Derek said, and it seemed you could tell that there was some kind of a pause and I didn't know what was going on. And it was, you know, it wasn't hard once I looked up to to see what all, where all the tension was about because of the lights. So I think that, that definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Especially it was it was pretty dark and it wasn't like a lit up sign or anything so i didn't know if they'd actually be able to read it and i didn't <laughs> so see the flashlights other, were i didn't see any other signs did you no no that was my biggest worry is that petition <laughs> all these people were gonna start holding up all these signs 
And the only one that I ever saw someone hold up was like during Johnny Marr's set. It was like a Johnny Marr poster or something. I don't know what he was holding up, but <laughs> it, 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 it was for Johnny. So, I mean, at the beginning, I was kind of scouting out anybody that looked like they were holding a big piece of paper <laughs> and who I was maybe going to compete with. But he was the only one. And I kind of, you know, was like, OK, he's no longer a threat. <laughs> And so let's just hope that no one else has a sign folded in their pocket like I did. So how early did you get there? Because you had a pretty good spot in the pit. I mean, enough to, to be seen. Yeah. I mean, show started at like, what, 7, 7.45 is when Johnny went on. I think we got there maybe like 7.20, honestly. Most people tend to like avoid the sides, but we were able to get pretty far up just by going to the side of the pit instead of trying to squeeze our way into the middle. And so that that just kind of allowed us to get pretty close up. So we actually had a good spot just because we were willing to take the side and then kind of shimmy our way in a little more later on. So yeah, that ended up awesome. And they had, which was nice. Another thing I kind of worried about getting up there was how packed the pit was going to be and how I would end up getting back to my group. But <laughs> in, be in between the really expensive floor seats that were basically on ground level and then the pit, to avoid us blocking their vision, they basically had a straight path right up to the stage. It was like maybe 10 feet wide that allowed access for people to leave the pit but also so that we didn't block the vision of the, the the seats and that also gave me some confidence too is like you know people were surprised how quick i ended up popping up on that stage but there was just that alleyway and the security guard just ran me right through it and so that that was nice too because then i got right back to my group didn't have to crowd surf my way into it or anything <laughs> um so yeah so one of the things I've seen uh, from other concerts that Brandon seems to think is important is that the person who drums is from the place where the concert's at. Then I was yep. the same here when he asked you if you were if you were from Utah. And so oh yeah, the way you had prepared just lined up perfectly with with what he was looking for. Of course, like from the video, I, one of the videos I saw, as soon as Brandon said "come on up," the security guard was already there, ready to to like escort you up. Did you? Did you yep. see somebody coming? Yes. I think he, once he saw that I was there, I mean, he had that really easy access to me. So I think once they started talking, he was like, okay, I'm going to kind of get near him. And because he was right there when he said, okay, yeah. come on up. He, he, he flagged me over and I followed him right up to the stage. So what happened when, once you got up there? I, we know that Brandon asked your name, but, and apparently where you yeah. were, from, but did, what, what did he say? What do you remember from what he talked to you about? He was like, he was like, hey, man, how are you doing? I was like, oh, my gosh, this is Brandon Flowers. And I was like, hey, oh, my gosh. I just gave him a big hug. And he's like, so so, what's your name? And I was like, I'm Alec. He's like, Alex? Awesome. Okay, well, this is – I'm going to send you up to Ronnie, and he's going to show you what's up. And, I, and then I was like – before I left, I was like, it's Alec with a C. Because it would be <laughs> kind of lame if, like, on the video, he calls me the wrong name in front of the, the arena. It would It would have been – still been super awesome but i was like i had to make sure so you can see me in some of the videos be like it's a c and he was like okay perfect thank you and then i walked up to ronnie and ronnie was like dude how's it going and i was i was so happy i was jumping up and down he's like you ready for this i was like oh oh yes you best believe and so he gave me the sticks and he's like all right go kill it and he's like just watch me and 
you know, we'll do this. And so I was like, all right. And got up on the set. And I heard like an interview on X96 that Brandon Flowers was going to maybe try and do something special for Utah um, with the fact that he got the flu last time. So they actually added all those Pressure Machine songs to the set list. And that's why I'm thinking they that's – that's where I sometimes kind of feel bad because it's like they had all these songs they were supposed to do to add on to the show. And so it was pretty fast-paced with how quickly they sent me on the set. And then he's like, okay, you ready? Alec? You know the stops? I'm like, yep. He's like, okay, well, let's do this. One, two, three, four. And wow. then he just starts singing. So yeah, no time to breathe or anything. <laughs> um, it was just kind of like pushed me right into it. But yeah, I think it, I think it worked out perfect because it just kind of forced me into it. Well, by adding an extra song to the set list, I think everyone that was there that paid admission to the concert owes you like one twenty-sixth of their ticket. The first is yeah. to you because you added an extra song that uh, we all got to enjoy. On I know. Awesome set list. And I, I read a couple of just comments on social media that were saying, oh, I'm so glad they added Reasons. That's one of my favorite songs. And, you know, it's it's my favorite killer song. And so I'm like, okay, people probably aren't that mad that, <laughs> that, <laughs> that ended up happening. <laughs> I don't think it's anyone's a, it's mad a at good, all. So I, I think it's a, I it's a, feel guilty at it's all. It's a good song. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I, I was kind of, I kind of walked out feeling a little bad that I did that to him. But then, then people were like, "No, I love that song. That was awesome." So. Yeah, if, if they didn't want to do it, they wouldn't have done it. So I wouldn't feel bad at all. Yeah, just, it was a little, extra, a little extra cherry on top of that that concert for us. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah, they continue to do it sure. in the concert since. So you didn't ruin yep. it, everybody. That's for sure. Nope. <laughs> yeah. So once once we got to a break in the song, he said, nice shirt, Alec, because he saw your pressure machine. Yes. Shirt, yep. <laughs> well, a little bit later, we want to talk about pressure machine, but and then he yeah. asked how old you were and and then asked if you had a strong right foot. And then when you started playing, he said, give these people what they want. And definitely yep. did. So oh, one thing I want to ask, in hindsight, was there anything you wish you would have done differently? Um, Honestly... To us, it seemed perfect. Really. So I was just curious what it was from your perspective. Honestly, not really. I think I would have told him I was 17. <laughs> but I guess as far as like videos they could put on the news and stuff, it ended up working in my favor because I didn't have to sign a bunch of boring papers consenting <laughs> to my video being put on TV or something. I don't know. I just thought some reason something in my head told me they would think it's better if I'm a little older and not younger. But now that I think of it, I'm like, Oh, it would have been kind of cooler if I was a little younger, but it's all right. That was the one thing I think I would have done different, but I had so much fun playing up there that, I mean, there were a couple times that I was as a drummer, I noticed I was like maybe off tempo a little bit or something and, you know, but nothing like I would have changed about the night in general, just how it went. So how big was your group that you went with? You, you referred to them a few times. Who, who all was there with you? Yes. So I had my brother. I had a family friend, an adult who was kind of our, like, you know, keep us safe type thing. And then I had three other friends with me. So I had three friends, myself, and then the adult. So and then my brother so i think six of us on the floor and then uh it's kind of funny it seemed my whole neighborhood went to that show 
<laughs> but they were all they were all sitting. Um, so they were all above. So my parents were above there. Uh, and aunts and uncles, a couple of those. And then just like neighbors, my bishop, who actually didn't end up getting to go. But yeah. So, so yeah, your bishop was, wasn't was there to hear you lie about your age. That's good. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, my, my bishop, my bishop's like a super fan. He grew up in Vegas and knew Brandon oh. and stuff. And he was, he was super excited and then got COVID the day before. I know. So, so when you come back at the end of the show, like, is your phone just blown up with people uh, texting or, or messaging you or, or what's been the response afterwards? Yes. Um, it blew up a little bit with some of the people that were there that had my number, but it mostly blew up the next morning on like social media. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I, I always was, was like, oh, now, now people pay attention to me. <laughs> um <laughs> So all of a sudden you get all these followers from kids at school and you're like, Oh, they're like, they're messaging you. Like you're, you're the coolest man. It's like, Oh, am I? <laughs> <laughs> I guess. So, I mean, I mean, it, it, it was cool though. Um, to get messages from like genuine friends and things and, you know, past like young men's leaders, you know, from, from years ago or adults that, were in my neighborhood several years ago that were like oh my gosh you've grown up and then i see you on the news that was so cool or you know what a cool experience so yeah i mean phone phone did blow up a little bit for the next couple days <laughs> i think responding to messages and doing like phone calls and interviews and stuff i had like nine hours of screen time that day which usually i have like two hours of screen time <laughs> but it was it was just constant replies to you know because i always want to thank people if they said like that was so cool way to kill it i always want to make sure to thank them all so responding to all the comments and stuff just saying oh thank you so much really appreciate it it was a great night you know just kind of stuff like that and added up to a lot of a lot of screen usage <laughs> that I so responses. you got you got a selfie with them as before you went back down did they did you have any more interaction or, or share any more words with him? No, he just had me come on down and they both pat me on the back. They're like, that was great. Did a great job. I was like, let's do a picture. And, you know, I, I was just going to like face the drum set. They're like, no, 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 turn around, turn around, face the audience. And so they had me do that, take the picture. And then they were like, great job, bud. And I gave Brandon one more hug. I said, thank you so much, man. My dream just came true. And I don't know if you heard that or not, but then I kind of ran off stage like an excited little kid. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh my gosh, that just happened. Yeah, and you had quite the celebration with your group when you got back, looked like. That, yes. That was fun to see. Yeah, they, they were so excited. They wanted so badly for me to get up there. And so, I mean, I was the one that was telling them, you know, put the signs down, guys. Like, stop bringing attention to it. They're going to play the song. They'll play the song. I don't want to force it into their set list and stuff. And they were just, you know, I, I was kind of being the, the hopeless one. They were all full of hope that it would happen. So they were super excited when it actually worked. <laughs> you ended awesome. up with some souvenirs. You got to keep the drumsticks. Is that right? Yeah, I didn't actually even ask about that. I just <laughs> put them in my pocket. I just put them in my pocket and ran off with them. Because I was like, <laughs> 
These were touched by Ronnie, and then I played him. There's no way I'm not taking these. And then (laughs) my mom, for my birthday yesterday, got a shadow box for him. So I have him framed now, which is great. That's cool. So do you got any plans to, like, start your own band? Do you have a band? Are you you doing music that way, or...? Uh, I did have a band, like, but we nothing serious. It was like a little garage band that we had fun doing. We we thought we were gonna take off and be rock legends, but uh, that didn't work. <laughs> uh, so I'm just kind of like playing for fun, playing for myself. People are like, so now you know, now that you got a glimpse of that, don't you want to go on tour and stuff? And you know, as cool as it would be to make all that money and stuff. I kind of like the idea of a little more kind of secure life, not living out of a suitcase. (laughs) So, I mean, I would love to make, I would love to, you know, take some gigs on weekends, you know, go have fun with people. You know, I have people at school that'll ask me like, Oh, do you want to come play, play with us just for fun? And, you know, that's where I've kind of used my talent is just for fun to have a great time with it. And then, you know, when I'm a broke college student and would love 150 bucks to play a wedding, that would be great <laughs> too. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I don't, at the moment, my main focus isn't to like start a band and try to take off, but it would be something I'd love to do if the opportunity came my way. You gotten a lot of attention here in Utah the few days after that. Um, saw a couple interviews on TV or on the TV websites and um, yeah your lehigh newspaper looked like and then i also mm. ran across a public facebook post of your dad's as we were trying to do some research for our interview and um, he shared a couple of things that were also in some of the interviews about some of the challenges you've had and and how much of a boost this was could you talk a little bit about uh, yeah what, what it's meant to you to be able to, to actually get up there on stage with him yeah of course i mean i guess like a lot of people it's not it's not uncommon to have your own little like COVID story. I mean, I was in this rhythm. Start. I started high school. It was ninth grade, and I was super excited. You know, had a good social life. Was really confident in you know everything I was doing. Um, had high aspirations for everything, but then we get shut down, and that kind of throws me into like a spiral a little bit to where you know I'm I'm not with friends, which I'm always used to being with. And that kind of just messed me up a little bit to where coming back to school the next year with masks and stuff. And, you know, you practically weren't allowed to socialize because it was class after class after class. I just kind of lost all social skills. And then that led to losing all confidence in anything about myself. I didn't throw away school. I kept up my grades and things, but basically my social life you know disappeared and then i just kind of you know got really depressed and things for a bit and basically my only outlet was music and that kind of like depression issues and things went on from 10th to 11th grade had to start you know therapy sessions in 10th grade um just to kind of deal with everything that was going on and kind of how i was feeling But it was after, it was like halfway through 11th grade that I felt so miserable about how everything was that I was like, you know what, I'm just going to force a change into myself and try and make things better. And so it was kind of over last summer that I started, you know, 
being the one to ask friends to do things and being the one to start conversations to make new friends and just started building that social life a little more so that I could come back senior year to be just a happier, more confident person. And so, you know, a week and a half later into senior year, being able to go drum on stage with my heroes and, you know, get a pat on the back from kids who you never thought cared about you telling you how cool they thought that was and that you know you're awesome it it just kind of was a great like reflection of you know what i've started to make this change and this is this is kind of the uh redemption from the the depression the the hiding away this is like i forced myself in a way into the spotlight but that was enough to give me just that confidence boost that I've kind of kept up since then to just be like, you know what, you know, I'm done living the way I did time to make this a great, great year before, you know, my mission and things and just kind of rebuild back to who I used to be kind of the version of myself that I enjoyed living. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of a little, uh, story backstory to kind of how meaningful getting to play on stage with them actually was uh it was it was more than just you know playing drums it was you know i did something scared me to death but faced my fears and kind of just showed me that you know i i can do i can do this kind of and so yeah if that makes any sense yeah it's hard to explain sometimes but yeah that makes sense and i think just being as young as you are was one of the coolest parts about your performances seeing you get up there having the opportunity being from utah being from lehigh and yeah being so young and just getting up there and, and just just doing an awesome job so what are some of your favorite songs uh jimmy said we talked to you about pressure machine a little later yeah about imploding the mirage mm -hmm. what are some of your favorite songs to play along with and listen to and, and do all that kind of stuff with I love a lot of stuff from their first album. So some of my favorites being like Smile Like You Mean It, the classics like Mr. Brightside and things. Those are always great. But I've really loved the messages and things that come from like My Own Soul's Warning and, you know, Caution. And then you go to Crusher Machine and just songs that you really feel just good listening to. I've loved West Hills. Pressure Machine, the song itself. In Another Life is one of my favorites because it's just a really upbeat and fun one. Uh, I also really love, you know, Terrible Thing because it always just kind of reminded me of how I used to feel, you know, sometimes those days downstairs in my room by myself, you know, never like got intense to contemplating suicide things, but it, it was kind of a song written, it seemed, for kids that struggled with depression and so i really loved love that song too i don't know people people some people complained that pressure machine wasn't like the exciting killers that people are used to but i loved that song and then boy the one that just came out that one's one of my favorites it's just like it's almost like a life anthem to me right now yeah. so I, I i overthink things quite a bit and you know and don't overthink it he says and i think you're right in the right in the age where well, i mean he was 16 i guess but uh where he's talking yeah it's your age group for sure of course yep so what were the weed picking songs uh so the weed picking songs 
we had human, Mr. Brightside, and then I think Smile Like You Mean It were the three. Two of them I absolutely love now. Human's still not my absolute favorite. <laughs> just reminds just reminds me of just misery. But <laughs> I I've kind of went past that on most of those songs, and I really enjoy listening to them. So if somebody wants to connect with you, what's is there something you would share publicly about how to get in touch with you or follow you on social media or anything like that? Yeah, my Instagram's probably where I'd be the most and easiest to contact. So it's A Anderson, no spaces, A Anderson underscore O four. Um and then my picture is a photo that Live Nation posted uh with me on the kit. And so yeah. Awesome. You're welcome to find me. I'd love to I'd love to chat. S E N, by the way, for Anderson. Okay. So A Anderson, S E N, and then O four. So yeah. Well, if you ever take requests for Instagram posts, I think it would be awesome to see some drum covers. Yes. Yeah, I thought about that and then I tried it once and I just don't have very good equipment. So iPhones don't do very well at uh taking in all the noises from a drum set. <laughs> But if I could get some some audio set up, that would be awesome. That would be fun to do. One last thing I wanted to ask you about that's something that I brought up in one of our early episodes is, of course. is the Aquabats. So based oh, on yes. some information, I've I've noticed that you seem to be an Aquabats fan. Is that true? Oh, yes. Yep. I made that out. I made that email in fifth grade <laughs> and I've been to four concerts. <laughs> oh, cool. I love partying with those guys. The energy at those shows are so much fun to where they're singing about chicken nuggets and aliens, but you're just having the greatest time of your life. So <laughs> I yeah. love it. I went to a Killers or a Alcobats concert before you were born in like 2001. Oh, yeah. And they played one time in Salt Lake. And one of the things I shared is when I first heard the Killers, uh, I didn't know that Brandon had started this band or anything. And I heard somebody told me first on X96 and I thought yeah. it was, it sounded like Aquabat's lyrics. Cause he says, somebody told me you had a boyfriend who looked like a girlfriend and super rad kind of starts like that. Where he says, I, you had a short, a small friend. A yeah, friend. Yeah. I was like, this is the, when I found out somebody told me it was the killer that totally, and it was Brandon, it totally threw me off. Cause like, I thought that was, I thought it was like a joke song, you know, cause it, I was used yeah. to hearing that kind of stuff from the Aquabats. So. That's my Aquabats story related to the killers. Oh, yes. No, dude, I totally see that, actually. But yeah, now oh, I've got my kids that watch the Aquabats Super Show and stuff like that. So it's oh, yes. so fun to... Yeah, that got me into them. That got me into them. My dad just found the show on Netflix and we watched it and fell in love with them. The killers have been on Yo Gabba Gabba, which is the, oh, have they? the, the singer's um, Christian Jacobs. Yeah. That's his show. Yeah, his kid show, yep. Yeah, they sing a song called Spaceship Adventure where they dress up in these, they pretend they're on a spaceship and and they're oh dressed up gosh. in these weird uh, outfits. So you have to go check that one out. That's so funny. I totally will. Well, thanks for coming on with us. Anything else you wanted to share about your yeah, experience? Or... I think we covered it, but thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. You bet. Um, it was great to, to talk with you. And as soon as we you got up there and started playing, Derek turned around to me at the concert and said, we need to get this guy on the podcast. So, oh yeah, thanks for coming on and and sharing your story. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that that was so much fun. We'll 
keep in contact. I, I follow you guys, so you know, catch the catch the episodes, and you know, go from here. It'll be great. Awesome. Definitely, you're Utah's most famous uh, drummer there for at least a week. So, yeah, I feel yep. good. <laughs> yeah, it, it it was fun. It was great. This is another episode down from Lonely Town. <laughs>